Herzlich willkommen, bienvenue, namaste to our guests and interviewees, um, Ritika and Eleanor, and welcome back to our dear listeners um, at Software at On Design Talk. We're Maria, Adit, Roshna, Celine, and delighted to have you on our podcast today. The first question that we want to ask you is, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your background, your experience? Hi, everyone. Thank you for having us. I have worked in telecom and banking domain projects and I developed my expertise in business process management, which is essentially helping organizations streamline and streamline their business processes to achieve more efficiency. I, in my telecom domain, I was, uh, I transitioned through various roles. I was a developer first, then I went on to become the tech lead and the solution architect. My responsibilities basically included development, uh, requirements gathering, so designing and solutioning for customer requirements, as well as grooming the junior associates. I uh, This project was basically, it started out as a waterfall model, and then it transitioned into an agile DevOps. Uh, in my banking domain, I was again a part of the business process management team, and we were trying to integrate workflow management into our systems. Here, I, I was the senior developer and I worked as an automation tester as well. This was a purely agile project and uh, it was the first time experience for me. And yeah, this has been the journey so far for me. Cool. Thanks, Ritika. Um, hey, I'm Eleanor. I'm a software engineer at Microsoft. So I've been working at Microsoft for about two and a half years now, so ever since I graduated college. Um, so in college, for my undergrad, I actually did um, natural language processing and computational linguistics, that kind of area. But since um, starting work, I've been working in the Windows group at Microsoft. So the specific area I work in is app compatibility. So basically, it's our team's goal to ensure that as Windows is being developed and as it's being changed and iterated over that we're not breaking um, compatibility with everyone's favorite apps and that you can still use all the apps that you know and love. Um, so yeah, that's my background. We heard that both of you are actually working using Scrum and we'd like to know a little bit more about that, um, like daily practices you do um, that favor the agile development. Um, what would these practices be on a day-to-day -day basis? So I can... Um divide the scrum practices into three parts pre-sprint during sprint and post sprint in the pre-sprint phase we basically have various scrum planning calls when we decide the capacity for each of the developer and also pick up the stories that we want to work on for the next sprint during the sprint we basically have a 10 minute stand up every morning wherein we tell our statuses what we did previous in the previous day what we do we are planning to do today and what whether we are facing any challenges and post sprint basically we have sprint retrospectives wherein we uh, we review our sprint uh, we check what we what we had initially decided and what we actually delivered we compare that and we also see what went well for the sprint and yeah that those are the scrum practices that we follow yeah, we, we actually do very, very similar ones. So um, again, similarly, we do the same kind of planning process um, where we decide what kind of um, work we actually want to get done. This iteration, we meet as a team and decide that. And then everyone goes away and um, figures out their estimates for each uh, story point that they have. 
And then during um, the iteration, we also do like a stand up every day, again, talking about like what we did yesterday, what we're going to do today and if we have any blockers. And similarly, we also do retrospectives at the end um, where we talk about like what we did during sprint, what went really well, what didn't go so well, what we can change, what kind of improvements. And also we like review any actions that we had from the previous sprint and see did we actually do them? Like, did we improve on what we said we were going to improve on for the sprint? I, I think you're all, all also working with Kanban. Yeah. So my project basically was Scrum plus Kanban. We basically had Jira in it and uh, we maintained the board there. So basically Kanban is uh, a pictorial view of uh, managing all the tasks that the team is doing. So at the start of the sprint, every team member, they select the stories that they are going to work upon. And under each story, they would make their subtasks. And they also had to give the estimates for each of the subtasks as well as the start date and the end date for each of the subtasks. So the granularity of these subtasks depends upon your management. And uh, basically, when once the sprint starts, we have a view of all the user stories and all the tasks associated to that. And through the course of your sprint, your tasks move from to-do to in-progress to completed. And... Uh, Basically, with each day of the sprint, the aim is to move the task ahead one step and uh, also to, at the end of the sprint, the target is basically to complete the user story as a whole. Yeah, we actually use a similar board. So not in Jira, but in Azure DevOps. Um, so that there's also kind of like a similar board style way of visualizing all of the tasks and deliverables that the team has um, slated for that sprint um, and do a, kind of a similar idea Um. It from like committed to um, in progress to completed. So we already have a Jira. You really think a Kanban board is uh, very useful? So I have not worked on a physical Kanban board. Uh, mine was always integrated into Jira. So I think it is with Jira, it be life becomes easier and it is a single point of management. Yeah, we, we actually used to have a physical board. So we used to have like a wall in the office, like a whiteboard wall that we wrote up all the tasks and deliverables and use like post-its to move the tasks across from each state. Um, and since COVID, we've moved to doing everything purely online. And actually it's worked so well because it means that not everyone actually has to be in the office. Also, you have like visibility into what happened in previous sprints. So they're just kind of relying on this wall. Um, so yeah, I think it's worked really, really well, especially in the context of remote working to go fully online. Are there any other challenges um, that you are facing? For example, frequent changes in requirements or how are you handling risks during your processes? So for me, I think requirement changes are very common. Like in each of the sprint during the start, the requirement would be different. And as we moved through the course of the sprint, there was always the BA. He was saying that, okay, we need to change something. So in terms of management, we basically, if it was a very small UI change, we would take it up and try to complete it within the sprint. However, if there was a functionality change and it required a lot of changes, we it went through the management route wherein we asked for a change request, formal change request, and then we planned it for the subsequent sprints and took it up. Yes, yeah, so similarly, like it, it totally happens, you know, pretty regularly, actually, that requirements change or you know, unplanned work that we hadn't uh, prioritized for the sprint comes up and becomes kind of the priority to get done. Um, in this situation, like our daily standups are actually really, really handy for just even flagging it and be like, oh, you know, this this requirement has changed and what are we going to do about this as a team? Not even necessarily to um, discuss in standup meeting, but even just to flag it like with the team. 
And we do tend to just then sit down as a team, prioritize what we have and say, okay, where does this new work fit in? Where does this changing requirement fit in? Um, and shuffle things around, move things out to the next sprint if necessary. Circling back to the uh, to your clients, um, you two have completely different roles. How, uh, like in your day-to-day life, how close are you to your clients and how do you actually try to keep the distance small of them? So for me, I have always had an interface between me and my client. There always used to be a business analyst in between. So I would communicate uh, any doubts if I had in any of the requirements. And if the BA had a like, solution at hand, he would give it to me. Otherwise, he would go back to the client, get it clarified and then come back to me. For us, um, so I, I do have like quite a lot of interaction with our clients um, and working in a big international company, like a lot of our clients are actually based in America. So um, in order to keep the distance small, what I found kind of in terms of practical terms is that you have to, you know, kind of keep your afternoons free, which is when you're going to have a lot of calls with people based in America. Um, and we do, we have frequent, we have frequent meetings with, um, with our customers in America. Uh, also, something I found is that like, it, it really helps to be super um, comprehensive and thorough in any email communications you have with people working across time zones like that, especially with your customers to make sure everyone's on the same page and you're not wasting entire days and, um, you know, just asking follow-up questions. It's something I found really helps to keep that distance small. Were there a situation wherein, you know, you have to respond to your client's requirement and you don't have enough time to check with your team, but you have to give an answer. So how did you uh, manage it? Uh, so for me, I have not... Uh directly communicated with the client i worked majorly on the development side so i basically only interacted with the business analyst yeah so even even though i i do have a lot of interaction with clients i think that it, it really doesn't happen all that often that it would just be me interacting with the client and i need to give an answer to something right that second you know we really do have um, a very kind of team-centric um way of working um and there's nearly always time you know to ping someone or to ask someone to jump on a call with you and um, or equally just to say you know can i get back to you on this and we're going to discuss this as a team um also on the topic on collaboration do you for example i mean i don't know um i'm like a complete novice to software uh, development but um are you working together on for example review methodologies um um we've talked about pair programming um is that something you're practicing so for me, I've never practiced pair programming. However, talking about code reviews, so whatever we developed, code reviews were extremely important and we had two levels of code reviews. So once the developer is done with his development, he would commit the code and then two of the other peer peers would review it and get back with the comments. And uh, we also had this mandate of having 80% code coverage. So it was quite strict in terms of reviews. And that helped improve the quality of course yeah so for us as well i mean like kind of the code review process very important and it's mandatory for every every single piece of code that gets committed has to go through a review process and in terms of collaboration with pair programming that's not something i've ever done before i think it's really interesting but it's not something i've done before the closest i'd ever get to it is you know when you're ramping up on a project say that you would work with someone else who's very familiar with it and spend maybe the first two or three days working with them and you know and kind of to, to get ramped up and to uh, to get familiar with the code base before you go off on your own and do any new feature work or anything like that. Um, we were talking just before we had you um, on the podcast, we were just talking about estimation as well, tried out a game. Um, how about uh, forward planning? How, th- how does that work in your organizations? So in terms of forward planning, uh, during our current sprint, we always look up the user stories that we want to work for the next sprint. 
so we always have around two calls in the present sprint to plan for the next sprint and we decide on what you what user stories we can pick up and who, what is the bandwidth for other people and that is how we forward plan yeah for us we like plan the backlog uh, basically like a year in advance being like this is the kind of work we want to get done this year um, and then every sprint um like before every sprint starts at the end of every sprint we decide what we're going to do in the next sprint and what we have capacity to do and um, so that's kind of how we how we do our planning so uh, earlier we were also discussing about your role you know you have you you're doing a part of coding and you're also maintaining all this agile does it put uh, a lot of stress in us well agile definitely puts stress on us because it is extremely time boxed and you have to deliver at the end of each sprint so definitely there's a lot of pressure to deliver and but i think every method has its advantages and disadvantages and you gradually adapt to the changing requirements yeah i agree and i think there like there's reference in that question there to maintaining a service while also developing new code and that's something you know that we do in my team and it definitely can be you know um quite a lot to to manage at the same time so the way that we kind of do it is that we actually assign a resource so a dri or a directly responsible individual who is responsible for all the kind of maintenance work any life set issues anything that comes in, any kind of like urgent customer requests that come in um, in a given week that DRI is responsible for that. So in that way, it kind of allows the rest of the team to focus more on their tasks and their deliverables um, and not have to to cope with this kind of maintenance work and manage both. So that's the way that we try to reduce the stress and minimize the amount of stress. Um, we also have uh, another question concerning also the agile mindset because we've talked about agile today a lot. Um, what is your company doing specifically to promote the agile mindset? so my company basically we transitioned to 100% agile within 18 months and we had various agile coaches that were that integrated with all the projects to implement agile methodology in it apart from in terms of work i think we are always prompted to learn more upskill ourselves because that is what is required with this fast changing pace so yeah yeah, for us, I don't think I can really comment on like what the company as a whole is doing because it's so huge. But I think like within our organization, you know, everyone uses agile um, kind of methodologies um, and all the reviews with like more kind of senior leadership within the, the org is on the basis of kind of what do you do in this sprint, in this iteration. So I guess that's kind of how um, the agile mindset is being promoted and that everyone, everyone is um, encouraged to use it. And that's how reviews are done. Um, if you could change anything, what would it be? Mm. Okay, in terms of Agile, I would say that um, in Agile, we don't have time to design our solutions. We directly start with the implementation. So one thing that I would like to change is a lot certain amount of time to think over the design and then start with the solutioning. Uh, yeah, so I think for me, um, I mentioned already that we um, assign like a, a DRI to help with um, kind of cope with maintenance issues, lifestyle issues, all of those kind of um, things that crop up unexpectedly. I think that I would like to maybe nearly assign more resources to that because it can be quite hectic and that week when, you, when you're on call as such um, can be really quite busy um, and you, you often need help from other team members. So I think maybe that would that would help in, in my specific um, situation. I think that would be would be great. Why would one want to work in your company? Are there specific reasons you chose to work there? So basically, in terms of my company, I would say the growth opportunities and the opportunity to work in different domains and plus the opportunity to travel around the world since we are a very leading uh, IT company. Apart from that, um, 
the management is very good there's no uh, i mean you can go and talk to anybody and they won't uh, stop you from you know upskilling yourself or yeah i think that is my answer the growth mindset and uh, yeah the opportunity to travel that is what promoted me to work for the company yeah i agree i think that's so key like and it's it's definitely what kind of attracted me to mind as well like that growth mindset i think especially coming in out of, like into the workforce straight out of college um, the opportunity to learn has been like really key for me and I think it's been like so enabled by working in my company Um, there's a big emphasis placed on learning we have like um, a day every every single month that's dedicated just to learning where you spend the day you know watching tutorials doing plural side tutorials LinkedIn learning and we also like host um like learning sessions between teams where you say like this is an area that I'm an expert in or that I have a lot of knowledge in and you would present that to other um, team members so you can learn about like a lot of really kind of diverse areas uh, in that way. And we also have like um, hackathon weeks um, where you can just literally take a week um, and, and work on any project that you want. And the learning opportunities um, through kind of activities like this are, are, are great. And I think that's been like the, the major kind of draw for me. Um, on that note, I'd like to thank you both for taking part in the time to talk with us today, uh, for sharing your knowledge and experience. I think that's very valuable for us as students. Um, and we'd also like to thank our audience for listening in. This podcast was produced with the help of Alan Higgins and UCD Michael Summerfit Business School. Thanks for tuning in.